You're listening to Radio Mayapur with the best devotional, meditation, kirtan music, and inspirational podcast. This is Radio Mayapur. Today is a very beautiful sunny day here in Mayapur. And today is a very auspicious day because it's the birthday of Advaita Acharya Prabhu, who is the one that we're from his heart pray to the Lord to appear to save the conditioned soul of Kali Yuga. And the Lord responding to his prayer appear as Lord Chaitanya with all his associates. He's also incarnation of Mahavishnu and he's a great personality. So today we are remembering that how uh, is the power of the prayers of the Vaishnava, of the devotees that Sometimes they pray for the whole world. Sometimes they pray for the family. And they are praying for all the people yet to come to receive. There is water there if you like to drink. But today we are very, very fortunate to have with us one senior disciple, Srila Prabhupada, <clears throat> which I am known from the very beginning of my Krishna consciousness. He was preaching to me in Calcutta when I was a new bhakta. <laughs> and... Uh, his name is Sarva Bhavana Prabhu, and he's born in Calcutta on 19 of May, 1947. He studied in Calcutta first, then he went to continue his study in university in Germany. And then he came back to Calcutta. He did his master's degree in philosophy, so and, and also comparative study of religion. So he saw first the devotee in 1969 in Hamburg, Germany. He speaks fluent Bengali, of course, because that's his mother tongue, but also Germany and English. He translated the Manu Srila Prabhupada book from Bengali to English, English to Bengali. No, only from Bengali to English. Bengali to English. So welcome, Savama Prabhu, to Radio Mayapur. We are inspired to see you today. And... Uh, just tell us a little bit about your life before you met the devotee, because you you went into study and you went into uh, doing a dream, which many people had, or the father of the children had, in thinking that my son will become a very great scholar or uh, very well positioned in society. But many of us who run away and become hippie, uh, run away from home and looking for something higher, but tell us a little bit about your family and Calcutta, your time when you were a child, what was your aspiration, etc. Well, um, I come from a very uh, uh, normal, mediocre uh, family. My father was a lawyer, and my mother initially was a housewife, but on the insistence of my father, she also went for higher studies, completed her PhD, and was then called by UNESCO to teach uh, children from underprivileged homes, especially broken homes, in industrial areas in England. Wow. In a place called Durham. Mm. So that's just a little brief. My mother was also a Sanskrit scholar, uh, which naturally helped her later on to serve Srila Prabhupada by editing 
the Bengali translation of Bhagavad Gita as it is. And the translation was done by Bhakti Charu Maharaj. Maharaj, yes. And my mother edited it. Nice. And Srila Prabhupada was very appreciative and uh, he gave a, a permanent life membership. Wonderful. <laughs> she didn't want any remuneration, nothing. She was just happy that her son had uh, become a decent uh, citizen. <laughs> and so <clears throat> that's just a little background. <clears throat> I was a very playful child. I was very interested in sports. And I had no other hobbies or, in, or interests. And I was uh, actually <clears throat> quite good in sports and in several disciplines. I played uh, hockey, actually, uh, and in the first division uh, in Kolkata. I played cricket, I played football, and um, also table tennis and all things like that. My whole life was very much. But I was always interested in literature and philosophy. And so I, in uh, college, I studied with English literature and um, <clears throat> world history, then came to Germany and did my university studies on visual communication. Thereafter, I went back because I didn't know what to do. Hmm. And uh, so I continued my studies in philosophy and completed my master's there. But I suppose, <clears throat> when I, uh, in retrospect, uh, when I think about all these uh, different uh, turns and changes in my life, uh, somehow the, I connected it with um, <clears throat> my being able to serve Srila Prabhupada's uh, desires. You know, for example, he wanted. As someone is good, a preacher to preach in the university. Now, to preach in the university and, and actually have a chair, it means, you know, an accredited course, uh, you have to have at least a master's. So I had that with, and without knowing that, that this, <laughs> this uh, study of in, in the, in the Calcutta University would later on then actually help in my preaching and, so I was quite, uh, uh, you know, disinterested in studies. So when I completed my graduation in Kolkata, along with my good friend, Bhakti Charu Swami, we decided to uh, see the world rather than continue our studies or <laughs> get into a job. The two of us, we got together and I was uh, very much helped by my mother because she was there in uh, in England, so in those days, uh, uh, it was not possible to have easy access to foreign exchange. Um, <clears throat> but since uh, my mother was there, so she was sending me, uh, she was willing to send me. I mean, in, in India, I didn't want to receive it. So anyhow, <clears throat> to, to, together we decided, let's go. Since, 1968, we took a cargo ship 
from Bombay over the Gulf of uh, uh, Persia, Persian Gulf, and landed in Basra, Iraq, supporting Iraq. In those days, there was no conflict, no, no war, nothing. It was quite a peaceful kind of, um, you know, places. These were all very peaceful. And we were very, very much welcome because, you know, uh, Hindi films were very popular. Yes. And so the Indians were quite welcome in, in Iraq and Syria and all these places that we visited. And um, so from Basra, uh, we were doing uh, auto stop. Uh, hitchhiking. hitchhiking. Yeah. This is the part of the way we hitchhiked, part of the way we took also buses, you know, because uh, this was very uncommon in these uh, countries uh, on the hitchhiking. So, and, uh, you know, like in Baghdad, we stopped and stayed from. Many days, actually, we got invited by different people. I mean, there's a quite, I don't want to go into details. There were quite a lot of uh, adventurous uh, things happening there. I just want to uh, stop you for a second. means you and Bhattacharya Marat knew each other before you became oh, yeah. a devotee. We were very you were friends. friends. Means living in Calcutta, you were living nearby each other? Or? Yes, it's not so far not away. So far. It's not far okay. away. So no. I understood probably. Yeah, so I mean, you, you know, friends. like, but we would meet every single day. Wow. He did his uh, school uh, in in Darjeeling, you know, which is a residential school there. And I did mine in Kolkata. And through common friends, uh, we came to know each other. Nice. And we immediately were very Bond. much attracted. <laughs> yes, and uh, similar interests and similar things like that. Right. Yeah. So we knew each other, and that's where we planned. Uh, to do this uh, uh, world uh, tour. Experience. You were very young at the time. You were. I was, uh, that was 1968, was uh, 21. Yes, that's the time you want to go all out and experience and see the world. Study anymore. Yeah. And have a job or anything <laughs> like that, you know. You wanted such a boring kind Life. of future. Just, just the thought of it was just, and uh, so we just left. We left. Mm. Took a cargo ship. It's cheap, and uh, yeah, it was very exciting. I mean, we had some really interesting um, uh, experiences. Met a lot of people. Came into situations which were quite, uh, you know, in the beginning, quite uh, even dangerous. I would say. Of course. Yeah. Of course. So finally, we, uh, you see, uh, we. We started in March, and uh, by the time we were in Europe, um, we went through you know, Greece, Turkey, Greece, Yugoslavia. In those days, it was still Yugoslavia. Yeah, it was one it was, country. Yeah. And the Yugoslavians were very nice, actually. I mean, anyhow, the Greeks are also, I mean, people were so friendly in those days, you know. And they had no problem for food or shelter. We were always invited. You know, like we are, just an example, in Yugoslavia, we were standing in a petrol station. It was raining. It was terrible. It was cold. It was getting cold also in September. 
I was wondering what to do. It was evening. Four or five hours I spent there. And I said, oh, this is going to be a tough night. And then suddenly a young guy comes along and he said, hey, why don't you come to my house? <laughs> and he just invited me. And I mean, don't even know him from Adam. You know, things like that happen. It was a really wonderful experience. Finally, we to Germany, which is just at the time, October. And it was cold. It was really cold. Very cold. Yeah. So any further traveling north was out of the question. So I suppose uh, that was uh, somehow the other. Some connection must have been there with Germany. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, must. You know? Uh, that's all I can actually, uh, how I can actually, uh, you know, try and um, adjust this whole thing. Uh, issue of how I came to Germany and I actually settled down there. And I picked up the language very fast. Some previous connection? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> previous life? Otherwise, I, how you must, end up there? There must be some connection. <laughs> must be, yes. But yeah. And then, Because German language is also very difficult to learn. I'm Italian, I can learn French, Spanish very easily, yeah, but German has, Yeah, because it, it's Latin-based languages. Yeah. You but, learn very fast. Yeah. But Actually, German. German is Indo-German. Indo-German, yeah. It's just a different, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, what do you call that? Root. Yeah, so, and then also in Germany, uh, I was welcome, met some students, and they invited me into the homes like that. And <clears throat> in those days, we didn't re require any visa. For three months, they just allow you, and then you have to renew it. So then I thought, okay, since here is October, it was cold, it was just too cold, and I had lost quite a lot of weight on the way, you know, because, you know. Not eating properly. Exactly, weather. exactly, yeah. yeah. So I decided, Bhakti Charu also, as he had a cousin brother living in Hamburg, So we entered from Munich, from uh, Austria, we came into Munich. Uh, and, um, and from there, we went straight to Hamburg because he had a place there, shelter. And uh, I also got myself, uh, I didn't want to burden his family. So, and my mother was sending me sufficient funds so I was able to, rent a place there. And I enrolled myself in the university. So I wouldn't have any problem with staying. I got a student's visa and all that. So that's how I stayed <laughs> in Germany. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, in 69, um, I met my future wife uh, in Hamburg. She was studying there, and so was I. And uh, she was studying pedagogy uh, to be a teacher. So the system in Germany is that you have to do, after a five-year course, uh, you have to do two years of practicum. Apprentice. Sorry? Apprentice. Apprentice. Uh, <clears throat> so she decided to do it in Berlin. West Berlin. At that time, Berlin was, was divine. Yeah. So she went to Berlin and I also followed her there. 
I got myself also enrolled in the university in the uh, arts arts college. Did my uh, visual communication I was studying there, and that's where. First of all, I met the devotees. We were together, Bhakti Charun myself in Hamburg in '68, and the devotees. One day we just came out of the university and we were just walking, and suddenly heard this uh, kirtan sound. Yes, I said, "What is this?" They were, and then we saw, and we, <laughs> it was it was quite uh, what's the word. I was amazed, astonished, and also it was so funny because they were wearing dhotis, but not yeah. properly. Of course, they didn't know. And they had these huge shoes on. It was so incongruous, you know, the shoes not matching with the dhoti, but that doesn't matter. It was the way they were singing with such an abandon. And right in the middle, I thought, wow, these, uh, whoever they are, you know, they must be quite, uh, you know, uh, um, yeah, uh, what is the word? Um, intrepid. Uh, yeah, to, to do kirtan. To kirtan out in the street. And this was 69. Uh, it was completely unknown. So we went and joined. You the, knew kirtan because you're coming from the land of kirtan, yeah, Calcutta. Yeah, yeah. That, you was see, not, that was something that you knew, but to see there exactly. with the foreign people, white people wearing you know, that <laughs> yeah. type of uniform or clothes and yeah. setting. And, was, and, and immediately there was a, a what is called a, a home a connection. So. so we went up to them and they were very distributed a pamphlet. It was an invitation. Sunday feast. Uh, uh, to come on a Sunday. I think that was a weekday, yeah, since it was a university day, I didn't, uh, to come to a love feast. I said, fantastic, we'll come there. And uh, so the two of us went. Um, <laughs> but unfortunately, uh, a very unsavory incident took place. Really? There was, uh, I don't want to mention names, there was a devotee who was giving the lecture. Mm. So we were sitting there, you know, there was Kirtan first of all, and then uh, there was this devotee who was giving a lecture in English. And suddenly he started criticizing Buddha. I was completely, uh, you know, struck. What is he uh, saying? So why is he saying? No, 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 it's, 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 it's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you were thinking, why is this, yeah? Why, why is he doing that? You know, but we started looking at each other. Bhakti Charan said, what? "What's going on?" <laughs> and you know, we had already, we were very interested together, as I say, in philosophy, and we had read the a little bit of the Gita, a little bit of other literatures relating to you know the um, Vedas and things like that. Um, <clears throat> because Buddha is considered one of the Das Avatars. Exactly, so that, was the, that, that was the point. It's not that he was a demon or something. Yeah. And that was the point. But he was talking about the other Buddha, oh, the Nirishwar Buddha. Oh, I see. Nirishwar, because there okay. are three Buddhas. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. So he in his own uh, rights was... Uh, but then the way he was criticizing, 
it was not at all uh, pleasant. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't palatable. It was uh, something which was not very. Uh, that turned us off. I said, "These people are fanatics." <laughs> so <laughs> you know, and uh, we never came back. Never came back. Then a couple of years later. <clears throat> I, you see, I was earning my living as a student. I did get a scholarship for first year, but thereafter, no more. So I had to find ways and means to finance. And I didn't want any more from my mother. I said, man, I have to find something, ways and all that. So uh, I was uh, in, employed by a club to train uh, as, uh, in, I was a trainer for hockey because mm. I had already, you know, uh, played in first division in hockey, and so I had these credentials. So that, and plus, I was teaching yoga. Yoga, yeah, Asana. yoga asanas, and something of the philosophy also from Patanjali. <clears throat> so in that course, I. <clears throat> Uh, um, came to know some who were interested in more philosophy and they said that, hey, listen, there's a center and uh, why don't you come uh, in Berlin? Center. I mean, he didn't tell me who they were. Ah. So I said, okay, I'll come. I'll, you know. But in the meanwhile, one day I was uh, entering a very famous uh, a shopping center in Berlin. It's it's a landmark. It's called Kardewe. Mm -hmm. uh, and right at the entrance was this uh, girl, young girl, 18, 19, wearing a sari with tilak and very serene kind of person with the face. And she was there. She saw me and she just came quickly and handed me a book. I said, listen, wait, wait, what is this? He said, no, you take this and this. I said, listen, I'm a student. I don't have any money. He said, no, no. You read it, you take it, and if you like, you give me a donation after. So I just opened it. It was Prabhupada's um, Chaitanya in Five Features. Uh, Srila Prabhupada had just began with his translation of Chaitanya Chaitamrita. And Somehow or the other, as an introduction, they brought, he, one, he uh, took out this uh, book. It's a, it's a small uh, book with five chapters of Adi Leela mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> describing Panchatattva. So when I saw the Bengali script, I said, oh, how wonderful. My language. <laughs> <laughs> so I immediately took it and I said, well, look, I'll, I don't have the money then. She said, no problem. Very nice. Indira was her name. Nice girl. And uh, so I, I was so excited and I started reading. And <clears throat> there, for the first time, uh, in the purple, Srila Prabhupada was writing that one should chant the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. 
I tell you, from the very next day I began chanting. Wow. It was it was like powerful message. Well, the thing is that I mean, I don't know if I should say, uh, but my personal realization is that uh, it's not the first time that I've met Srila Prabhupada in this lifetime. Otherwise, the the course my life took, and in the manner in which Srila Prabhupada reached out to me. <clears throat> Uh, for me, it was obvious. Maybe I'm just speculating. Maybe it's not. But well, that's my personal uh, perception, uh, realization, perception. Yeah. So immediately, otherwise, you know, I mean, it was like Prabhupada was personally telling me, "Start, be, begin to chant now. You have not done it for a long time." Nice. Uh, and I began. Yeah. So that was like in '69. Uh, but um, <clears throat> you were still in touch with Bhattacharya Maharaj. Oh yeah. So you told him about this book. Yeah, but then he had already no. By the time I read got this book, he had gone back to India. Oh. See, he was there for two, three, three years. He was. Wait a minute. With the chronology, I'm not only very correct. Oh. No, it was 1970. Sorry, 70. And uh, 71, I would say, no, 68, we came, 71, that's right, three years after I've been in Germany that I received this book, 71, in, in, in Berlin. And by that time, he had already come back to India because he was in search of a guru, Bhakti Charu, was searching for a guru. So he said, I'm not going to find one here. And he was a little bit frustrated because, you know, uh, the whole culture here was not very uh, attractive. He couldn't adjust himself to the mentality. Plus his own brother was also a kind of different uh, sort of person. It didn't uh, quite um, <clears throat> work out with him. Yes. So he was a little disappointed and frustrated, so he went back. <clears throat> so then I started uh, seriously uh, in 1971 is when I seriously started chanting regularly. And um, by the time I also, f uh, my wife-to-be, uh, she f finished her uh, uh, apprenticeship. And so we uh, went back to Hamburg. And um, I also then accompanied her, and I uh, got a job, I think. I, yes, I started working, as well as studying in the university, and um, different kinds of odd jobs. In those days, the, a student could have uh, uh, what is called a... Uh, Temporary jobs. Yes. Yeah. They have whole list. Um, yeah, exactly. So there was no problem for me to get jobs you know, as you have a student's uh, card and things like that. But I was also getting a little frustrated. I didn't see any. So then, <clears throat> finally, 
it came to a point where I was reading Srila Prabhupada's book, then I got the next book that I got was Ishopanishad. Mm. After reading that, I said, no, this is my life. This was like, it was like a revelation. And, and I said, my, the course of my life will be now, somehow or the other, to continue in my spiritual life. I had absolutely no interest in uh, thing, and actually, my parent, my mother was very disappointed. I, she sent us all the. Way. <laughs> I spent so much money, make my son study. Now yeah. I think I'm a sadhu. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can understand. So then I joined, uh, you know, the, uh, near Frankfurt. Uh, the devotees had uh, <clears throat> rented a, a, a like a. a what do you call uh, like a fort? Can you call mm -hmm. it a fort? Yes, a chalet. Chalet, exactly, yes. exactly. It's so like a country house, you know. No, no, much more than that. It was, yeah, it was like, bigger. It was, uh, th three stories high, sixty-four rooms. Wow! And um, beautiful balustrade and up the steps, and this is a fantastic place. And we, we were already about a hundred devotees living there. Wow! And that was like this. Central headquarter. Yeah, Hansa was the. Uh, yeah. He was GBC. there. So, so you joined the temple in that time. Then, in, as he, my wife became pregnant. Ah yes, and um, I said, "Wow, how can I bring up a child in this in this condition of?" Yeah. I said, "No, let me just go and join the temple." Right. So, <clears throat> with my pregnant wife, actually, in '74, I moved into uh, this uh, this uh, ch chateau. Chateau, yes. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> started living there. Then <clears throat> Abhi came to the world in '75. Abhi Manu. Yes, 75. Yes. And just then, Srila Prabhupada had written to Hansa Dutta that he should arrange for three buses from Germany, big buses, yes. to come to India so, as, so to preach here in India. These buses with books and deities and everything, yeah. go to the different villages. That was Prabhupada's plan. Now, I had done this stretch between India and Europe three times on land. Oh, so you knew the road. I knew it very well. Everything. <laughs> so it was just obvious that uh, I should be a, one of the you know People. leaders to show. That. So I took the opportunity. Nice. I said, I'm just. And what? meanwhile, what happened was we got initiated. <clears throat> But, uh, Wait, step a little back. How? What was the first time you saw Srila Prabhupada? In Germany? No. This ah. is the point. Okay, you tell us. <laughs> Because that's a very important point. That's an important point. Yeah. yeah. And that's actually the reason and motivation to go away from, uh, away from Europe, as from Germany at least. What happened was that um, 1974, 75, sorry, um, 
Prabhupada was supposed to come to Germany. And uh, so the devotees put out posters uh, of Srila Prabhupada, beautiful posters, you know, Prabhupada standing with his Sundas Danda, <laughs> very, very uh, peaceful kind of, you know, smile, slight smile on his face. Very nice uh, picture of Srila Prabhupada. And the caption was, the Führer kommt. The fewer has come. Oh my goodness. That word they use? Yeah. Oh God. What is the translation of fewer? Fewer was uh, the title given to Hitler. Hitler, yes. But what means fewer? The capital. Uh, fewer means leader. The leader, okay. Yeah, I mean, just, you know. Just like, a general word. Yeah, the general leader. Okay, the leader. But in, 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 in that Germany. context, there, there <sighs> means the. The viewer, the, the, the leader. The, the leader. The leader. The. Absolutely. So that has a different connotation. Of course. So when, you know, one day, the whole, uh, the police force, they come and, in, and they sort of started looking everywhere, searching everywhere. You know, like a, a police razzia. Yeah. What's going on? They so thought you are connected with it. Yes. SS, something like, like something a cult, you know. Reich like a Nazi cult or yeah, something. Yeah, because the swastik is there. The was was not there. That wasn't the God there on the, on the picture. But, you know, it was like, uh, this is what, you know. And they stopped Srila Prabhupada's uh, visa. Oh, I see. They wouldn't allow him to come. I see. So, you know, so we got initiated by sending the name, uh, the malas to Amsterdam. That's where Prabhupada was. So he chanted on the mala, gave us a spiritual name. My wife and myself, we got initiated together. So then I thought, my spiritual master cannot, I cannot come and see his lotus feet. What am I doing here? So I decided, no, I'm, I'm going. going to go back. But they wouldn't let me go. <laughs> because, you know, uh, Hans well, the, Hans Duda, he made me the vice president. Oh, I see. He immediately gave me a position. And and I, I suppose I was doing a pretty good job. And uh, so he didn't want to let me go. Plus, most probably you signing all the check and the paper. So, the, when the, this opportunity came, uh, so Hans Luther said, okay, so that you can go. Finally, release. Finally, what a release. So, somehow there was Krishna's arrangement. Yeah, so I. But said, the four buses they bought was those white one? Sorry? Was the buses they bought, did they come to India? Oh, yeah. Was the four white Mercedes Benz? No, those are the small ones. Ah, the small one because I was driving one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's right. The, the, these were really big ones, big ones. And they came to India. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> with Karnad de Pashas and all that. And we have to take yeah, them Karnad out. Yeah, de Passage. Yeah, every six months you have to take them out. Right, we have to take them out to Nepal or Bangladesh. And you know, Satvik, our good friend Satvik. Yes. So he was driving. driving us, yes. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so that was... So, the, but then, what is the next time you so actually came, met to Srila Prabhupada? Uh, yeah, I came to Vrindavan with a bus, came to Delhi, 
I was in Delhi for some time, you know, with Tejas Prabhu. Ah, yes. In Bengali market, and he was the president. But he was having a problem with the head pujari. So he resigned and he said, you become. <laughs> so it was like a real funny situation. So then, <clears throat> um, I heard that Prabhupada was coming. And uh, instead of coming to the Delhi temple, which is actually was very small, small yeah. uh, he was going directly to Vrindavan. So immediately he said, let me go on Vrindavan, I'm not going to stay. So actually it was in Vrindavan that I first saw Prabhupada and it was an ecstatic darshan. It was just uh, such a memorable experience and uh, not just because it was the first time, but it was, the whole experience was somehow the other was completely, you know, taking place, at least to my perception, in a different spiritual dimension. But also we should say that Prabhupada came back successful from his preaching mission of the world and he bought the white elephant, I mean the Western people, back. And he had that, all course, success. Krishna opened all the door for him and said, okay, do it. You did it. He, saw, he passed all the tests and went alone with $7. He went on the ship. He had a heart attack. I mean, that's, that's, that's incredible. Was, that's a story, story which, of is, course, is amazing. Is but when he came back, I, I saw the video and I saw the people. It was like amazing, you know. And Prabhupada was very ecstatic. He was very happy. Yes. Because that very Vrindavan where he prayed and sweep the floor of of the, you know, Samadhi. The, small, the Samadhi of Rupa Goswami. Rupa Goswami was praying and crying to him. So his dream was fulfilled. Yes. Which was the dream of Lord Chaitanya and the Acharyas. So when he came back, he was very blissful and with the disciple moving, walking around Rindama with all these people. <laughs> so naturally. His, his, he didn't walk. He, he was uh, gliding. <laughs> no, it's a fa at least. You, you Absolutely. Saw I mean, you know, and what a emanation was this kind of, what an aura, the incredible aura. The, in those days, the, um, the Vrindavan temple was not what it is now. Oh, I know, yeah, I remember. So there was, it was landscaping there. There's a fountain which was coming down the middle. And on either side, it was like a raised, uh, you know, mound kind of thing. So in the morning, you heard that Srila Prabhupada was coming. Uh, <clears throat> so right after the... Uh, Shringar Arati, Sundar Arati, and the uh, Guru Puja, uh, uh, um, we all came out. It was announced that Srila Prabhupada would be arriving soon. So I took a place right at the back. I said, I want to see him from a distance. I don't want any, you know, to. And it was on a raised platform. So Prabhupada's car drives it. And stops, he got this, you know, maroon colored ambassador. Ambassador, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maroon colored. Yeah. <laughs> that also was interesting with the car. Uh, just to give you a little anecdote, it was a fantastic anecdote. When we were coming with the bus, at the same time, <clears throat> uh, Hans Luther had 
bought a Mercedes Benz, Benz yeah. maroon color with a, a, a right hand drive. That was custom yes. built. And <clears throat> so, Pushta Krishna, as well as our, uh, what's his name? He's here now. Um, Rida Prabhu. Oh, Rida, Rida. yeah, Rida yeah. from South Africa. Yeah. So, Pushta Krishna Prabhu Maharaj, he was Maharaj. Rida Prabhu were the two who were actually driving, you know, this Mercedes, they were going to drive all the way to India. So we met in Turkey in Mount Ararat. Ararat, yes, yes, it's a famous place. Now Mount Ararat is, uh, I think, about twelve hundred meters high or something even higher. So what happened was, it we had started late, so it was already November. It was ice cold. You wouldn't believe how cold it is, man, out there. You touch anything metal, your skin comes off. So <clears throat> we came and at the petrol station, we had just filled up. The, um, our bus was diesel bus. We filled it up. When Prabhupada's car came, it wouldn't start anymore. It was a petrol car. It wouldn't start, it wouldn't start. They tried everything. It was a brand new car. And they were shocked. You know, they were so in anxiety. So of course. What have we done? You know, something like we must have, you know. So one Turkish worker from the Petrol. station, gas station, he took a burner, you know, with a, a flame. Huh? Put it under the a, as a human. So they freaked out, said, What are you doing? And so, so then, you know, they saw me, you know, skin color was a similar to them. So he, they came and tried to tell Explain me. to you. He said, listen, we know what we're doing. Yeah. Just let them, you know, just chill out. You know, just give us the chance. So what happened was the petrol freeze. No, the mobile, the mobile of the engine, inside the engine itself. Yeah. It got completely a piece of ice. Yeah. So you won't turn the piston. Exactly. Exactly. We do this. because petrol freezes at a uh, much faster temperature. Yeah. Yes. So they did that. They thawed the petrol, and then they added some kerosene. I think. Yes, yeah. it's more liquid and yeah. oily. Exactly, and then it started moving. So that was a, a very interesting episode. Yeah. Just wanted to kind of backtrack. Nice. So then. We were waiting in Vrindavan from distance and the waiting. Srila Prabhupada's car comes, stops. He steps out and with his raised head, he looks everywhere around, you know, the temple. And it was such an amazing experience for me. I've never seen any personality with such a. a, a, a What's the word? Um, you know, elegance, elegance, grace, uh, um, beauty. It's beautiful. I, I mean, it sounds odd when you describe an elderly person, a man, to be beautiful. But that's how I 
saw him to be, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And actually, I had a question in my mind, you know, I had, see, my because my parents, they were constantly telling me, how could you do this? How do you know that this is the right thing, you know, this, that, and the other? So I started even questioning whether this decision to give up everything, I had a family, my son was all there, how am I going to maintain the family, and all these sort of questions sort of coming up, what's the future? Yeah. Will Iskall be there also in the future or not? You know, these were the early days. Of course. So when I, I said, I'm going to ask Srila Prabhupada, Prabhupada, everything that you've written in the book, is it true? <laughs> you know? Yeah, you wanted I, I to a confirm. Cra- I was a crazy... No, no, uh, you wanted to confirm that this. Exactly. Yeah. To make sure. So then, you know, when I saw him, started moving. It was like he was just, you know, uh, uh, what do you call gliding. it? Gliding. Yeah, gliding. I said, you fool, you don't need to answer anymore. Ask anymore. It's confirmed. It's confirmed. Paramatma in your heart. Yes, it's confirmed. So such an ecstatic moment for me. It just completely changed my whole perception of life, everything, you know. Just by seeing him. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. And then you met him personally also. Yeah. Later on, a few days? And it's just uh, next day of you, I was, you know, um, because uh, I also then asked by Prabhupada to move to Vrindavan and Akshayananda was the president and said, you become vice president. Prabhupada gave me that. Said, and, and you train the devote, new devotees. And then also he gave me other, and I started, he, under his uh, instruction, I started the Govindas in Vrindavan. The restaurant. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> and by in the first meeting, Srila Prabhupada said, and one minute. You were speaking to you Bengali or in English? In, in English. Oh, okay. In English. Because sometimes maybe he was also... No, sometimes he spoke, but Srila Prabhupada was... Extreme. Was aware of the audience. Exactly. Other people. He didn't want to discriminate just because he knew your language. This is such a... He was transparent. Sorry? He was transparent. Absolutely. Was not hiding anything. No. No. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, most of the time, sometimes he spoke Bengali, but most of the time, you know, he spoke English. So, in the first meeting, he told me that I I heard that you were in Germany. Somebody had must have told me. And yeah, and uh, so I'm looking for educated Indian boys in here, Bengali. So you translate my books. First meeting. From the first. <laughs> so then I was so ashamed of myself because my Bengali was not that good. But still, yeah. you study mm. so many. No, no, that may be my, of course. But your English. Yeah, my English. You see, I was always very, uh, very good in English. I did English literature. Of course, in the meanwhile, while living in Germany, my English speech has taken a kind of battering. But anyhow, uh, my English was my first language, actually. 
So, which book you translated of Srila Prabhupada? Um, it's called uh, the uh, Rena uh, Renunciation Through Wisdom. That was the first book I translated. Okay. It is a compilation of Prabhupada's essays between 1952 and 1956, where he was the subscribing editor yeah. uh, to the uh, monthly spiritual magazine mm -hmm. being uh, printed by the Gaudiya uh, Mata from Bhakti Pragyan Keshav Goswami right. Maharaj. Is the book available still or no? Yeah, this is available. BBT printed, oh, BBT printed right. that. In Bengali? No, this in, is in English. Yeah, this is in, from Bengali to English. Yeah. We compiled. Uh, I know I saw this book. Sorry? <laughs> I know I saw this book myself. Yeah. I don't know if it's available. What's the name again? Uh, Renunciation Through Wisdom. Through Wisdom. And then you continue. Yeah, the, the Bengali title was Vairagya Vidya. Oh, Vairagya Vidya. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know Vairagya Vidya. Yeah. So that's the English yes, translation. Okay, okay. And which other book you translate? I remember seeing you in Rainy Park in yeah. 1979, 80, 81, 82. You and Bhatti Maharaj yeah. were both doing this work of translating. You had a lot table and you were... Correct? Am I correct? Yes, yes, you're right. And every time I saw you, you always inspired me, told me some good word, I become steady, I become a nice devotee. <laughs> By your blessing and mercy, I'm still here. Hare Krishna. <laughs> so which other book you translated from? Actually, Srila Prabhupada's, uh, I didn't get the opportunity anymore to translate Prabhupada's books. Uh, but he told me to translate uh, Chaitanya Bhagavat, which I did. And Jaiva Dharma, Jaiva Dharma, which also then I did. And then after, yeah, other, other books I also did from Bhakti Vinotakur. You know. uh, so I was doing that while in Rainy Park we were doing that, you know. Yeah, so. Amazing. So, but wait a minute, this is an interesting part I just want to share. Sure. Uh, and that is, uh, so when I told Shri Prabhupada that my Bengali is very weak, So, so how is that? So oh, I don't know. In in college, I <laughs> didn't. I did not take up Bengali as a subject, but I was. Is Bengali, is, if not more tough, but as tough as Sanskrit. The Bengali grammar is. It's a lot. It's it's a very difficult grammar. Anyhow. Are we are we still no, within no, time? Going. Keep going. Keep going. Yes. So Prabhupada said, oh, that's no problem. Uh, you read my Chaitanya Charitamrita, you'll learn Bengali soon. And believe it or not, I actually became proficient in Bengali just by reading Prabhupada's Chaitanya Charitamrita. Amazing. It's amazing. It's absolutely. So it's uh, what I see is this, this is Kripa. Of this is known what this is what this kripa is, yeah. That <clears throat> just because Srila Prabhupada desired, I I learned the language properly. It just happened, yeah, yeah. And thereafter, I brought out many. I translated quite a few. I think 13, 14, 
even a very uh, difficult text like Chaitanya Chandramrita uh, from Bengali to to English, and uh, this is amazing. At least I, I know more than anyone else how uh, an amazing feat that is. I would have never ever thought in my life I would have been able to do such a thing. So this is Prabhupada's mercy. Yes. You could say that these are the greatest accomplishments in your life or there is something else which we don't know which you want to share with us. Because, you know, every man, as we become old, we look in retrospect and we start to see how all these different passages in our life lead us to this, what we are today and what the spiritual master wants what our desire to fulfill and Krishna guiding us to become devotee of the Lord. Am I correct? Yes. So, but tell us what you feel was the greatest achievement in your life. Well, I, I don't know what the greatest achievement uh, in the sense that I, I think that I uh, am still uh, in the shade of Prabhupada's lotus feet. I think that is the greatest achievement and uh, that Maya was not able, at least so far, not able to take me away from that position. Nice. And, uh, you know, I feel a lot of confidence that Srila Prabhupada is sheltering me. Otherwise, I would not have been able to make it, you know. Um, yeah, that's definitely... But tell us a message to our audience. What would make us fix at the Lotus Feet of Srila Prabhupada? Like you, because we didn't see Srila Prabhupada. Many people who are hearing today's podcast, who are youth, who are coming to this movement, they have never seen. Uh, but of course, we are reading Srila Prabhupada's book. Of course, Srila Prabhupada is the Jagat Guru and he's the Sishka Guru for all of us. And we all feel connection, Definitely. even though we have Definitely. not seen. Yeah. But tell us how we can become more fixed, how we can become more attached <laughs> well, so that I Maya mean, will not take us away also. <laughs> uh, I mean, the thing is that Prabhupada is still very much present. Yes. And, uh, you know, when when chanting, you know, it, all um, the scriptures are saying and like, you know, Chaitanya Chaitamrita saying that Krishna Bhakti Janma Mool Hai Shadu Sangha. That the, the root of Krishna Bhakti is Sadhu Sangha. Association with devotees. Yes. Now, where are we going to always have, and this an association of devotees should probably. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur is saying that means associating with devotees, sadhus who are much on a higher platform. Now, <clears throat> amongst devotees of the same uh, stature, same, this is a very nice uh, priti lakshanam, you know, uh, exchange, beautiful exchange. Yes. But real sadhu sangha means to hear harikatha from. <clears throat> a realized sadhu. Uh, and for those who are really interested in 
going deep into bhakti, deep into bhakti, uh, without the association of a pure devotee, it is not possible. Yeah. So, I take my association, un, I mean, the, naturally this, all others, but um, also Srila Rupa Goswami says that the spiritual master who you want to inspire you on your in your spiritual progress should have a similar uh, uh, um, um, spiritual uh, um, uh, what is the word um, um, attitude similar attitudes so only then he can understand uh, what your spiritual needs are yes so in Srila Prabhupada I f I've, at least I find that this attitude he understands completely even without having to ask him I mean, of course, I, I pray to him every single day and, you know, offer him worship. If I can make <clears throat> Srila Prabhupada as my only friend in the world, my one and only friend, um, which he is, actually, then just as a friend is always giving the right advice, giving the right guidance, uh, and <clears throat> speaks uh, to my heart, just like uh, Uddhav is asking uh, Krishna, said Krishna, you say that Suridam Sarvabhutanam, that you are the uh, beneficial, you know, friend of all living entities. What does that mean? Who is an actual friend? And you say the Pandavas are your friend, why don't you help them at the time of playing dice? So you know what she said? An actual friend is someone who at the time of need uh, without being asked will help you in a manner which you require. That's very that deep. Friend. That's very deep. Absolutely. No. And that's how I feel with Shilapa. Whenever there was this crisis uh, in my spiritual life, crisis in my life, Shilapa just gave me the solution. Give you that. You just give me that strength, that you know, guidance that I needed to and carry on. Yeah. So my advice would be, Srila Prabhupada is waiting to for anyone who wants uh, to be his friend. Sure, that's a beautiful advice. And of course, this is not as you were saying before. It's not exclusive. It's not like he's only mine. Uh, it's not avoiding but all the other to, people. No, no, but that is what is Mamata. <laughs> Mamata, yes, yes, of course. That also comes with Krishna. He's my only friend. Uh, not that I'm his only friend. That's not. No, yes. That's different. That's different. Yes. But he is my only friend. Yes. Wonderful. 
So I like to thank you very much. I would like to ask you last question, which is I ask all the my people I do the podcast is uh, what's loca you keep in your heart all the time, whether it's from Chaitanya Chaitanya, Bhagavad Gita, or Bhagavadam, what is that slogan which remaining within you all the time and you remember it and you get inspired all the time? Well, If actually, like to, to tell you very honestly, I try to remember the name of Gaur Nithai. Gauranga. Uh, Nithai Gauranga, Nithai Gauranga. That is, and not just remember the name, I've come to the point to think that by remembering, I should be calling them to come and place their lotus feet in my heart. Yeah, so it's not really the shloka rather than you know the name of... Uh, name and the personality yes. comes along with that. Jai Gora Chandra Ki. Shila Prabhupada Ki, Ananta Kodi Vaishnavarinda Ki, Gornitai Ki. Thank you, Sarva Prabhu. It's been a great pleasure uh, talking you, to you today. I'm sure that all the devotees from all over the world will be inspired to hear you. I'm sure in future we'll have opportunity you can share more with us. Thank you once again. Thank you for the opportunity. Great pleasure. You're listening to Radio Mayapur with the best devotional, meditation, kirtan music, and inspirational podcast. This is Radio Mayapur.